Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Houdet Nation, Jackpot, Joey Burrow, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1,346 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And as always, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, do me a favor, go to the YouTube channel, Sports of Strawberry Ice, and hit that subscription button, hit that bell for the notification. And if you want to support what I'm doing, give me a super chat. We do that in uh, exclusively in the YouTube channel. Now, I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T Properties. T Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, guys, it's cut down day. The final 
quote, in quotes, 53-man roster is set for now with the Bengals. And got a lot to get got a lot to get to. Got the roster, people who got cut, surprises, and some words from Zach Taylor. But I don't feel like talking to myself the entire time. So I had to call in the big guns and bring in Josh from Houday Nation. Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Jeff? How you doing? Good. Look, you're all nice. You're relaxed. Got your leg all up there and everything. I'll just chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put, I'll put it down for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good, man. You're good. So, it's cut down day. Um, for me, I'll tell you right off the bat, two surprises. Thaddeus Moss didn't make it. And Mike Mike Daniels wasn't a surprise. But um, Thaddeus was. And Michael Jordan was a, a surprise to me. I'll, I'll tell you that. Because yeah, I thought they would at least keep him if they couldn't trade him. But apparently nobody wanted him, I guess, because I know there were talks yesterday on yeah. Twitter that they were trying to trade him. And like I said, Thad, that, that one kind of surprised me. I, I've been a big Thad backer this whole time. Yeah, I, so I'll jump back to, to Thad first, uh, why he it, – it does surprise me, but it doesn't. So um, it does surprise me just in the aspect that we, we got the public um, vouch from his boy, uh, Joe Burrow. Uh, right. That he was going to um, – you know, be a big part of this team. And, and that comment stood still could reign true if he gets brought in and, and stays on the practice squad for the next year. Um, you know, cause the way that Joe speaks, he knows that like, <clears throat> you know, every little piece matters and, and even him being around them and as on, on the practice squad could be important. So, you know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, it is, you know, he's got to clear waivers and, all that stuff we'll find out here. Let's get to some of the comments here, a quick quote before we get to. But oh, I want to say about that with Moss. What's though, it's crazy. Is um, have you ever seen a situation where a fan base is so up in arms about the decision <laughs> of the third string tight end? No, not really. I mean, and, and hey, I'm I might I might have something to do with that because I mean I've been I've been a huge Stan Moss fan. I've been yeah. backing him, you know, since they signed him. So see, I'm I, not like. I'm not like a like against the guy or like I wasn't rooting for him to be cut, but like I'm also not uh, upset about the decision because like to me the way I look at it when you're making these final nitty gritty roster decisions is these coaches, these personnel people, they're in and out of the building with these people how five to eight to nine hours a day. Right. Um, they have, if anyone, have the proper assessment on on who should be getting these jobs. I think. I mean, we can't just say like, oh, because. I saw him in 12 snaps in, the, in a preseason game, and I, I saw a couple snaps from a highlight at practice that, you know, I know better than what these coaches do. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. I mean, the thing like Thad, and I'll, I'll put it to you this way, I was kind of – he didn't really flash a whole lot in, yeah. in, 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 in any of the games. I mean, he didn't really stand out either way, good, bad. I mean, mm. and I, I was kind of hoping he'd stand out a little more. I mean, we're getting a lot of people in here upset about Patrick. Uh, being yeah. being cut and uh, to me like they only kept three running backs so and I think he was just kind of like an odd man out in a kind of a good running backs room in my opinion yeah that and to me they look I'll put it to you this way we're upset because we cut good players mm-hmm. I, that's a good sign I mean sure. that is I mean I mean we're we're not cutting players that that other teams aren't going to pick up these guys are going to get picked up mo- most most likely and. You know, we I haven't seen us this fan base this I won't say upset just talking about how oh, it should have kept this guy, should have cut this guy, yada yada yada. And since I don't know, we went to five straight playoffs. 
I, I think it's it's a good it's a good thing. Oh, it's a great thing. Um, you know, sometimes it gets annoying with the the in and out conversations of it, but the the fact that there's like such a microscope on this team by the fans right now is it, I, like I don't mind it. Like I think like you know pressure makes diamonds, right? So um, if they're gonna eventually turn this around and be a, a Super Bowl contending team, I don't necessarily believe that's this year, but I think it could be in the very near future. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, you know. If you have a fan base behind you, that's the way that ours is rolling. Um, right, it could only explode even more with that that kind of success. Exactly. Let's get to the list of the players that made the team. So everybody's yeah, there. We go. That's just that's sometimes that's just easier to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Uh, and I got to thank you for the graphic. This is this is this is your doing. I, I I was I was doing stuff and trying to make it. Look kind of cool, and then you made it look a lot better. So, <laughs> anyway, we got a defensive back: Jakar Allen, Trey Waynes, Eli Apple, uh, safety Von Bell, Chidibe Wuzie, Mike Hilton, safety Brandon Wilson, Darius Hodge, Jesse Bates, Jalen Davis, and then obviously the kickers. Which I mean, I was another thing. I was I was kind of hoping we'd be able to trade Cybert, you know, yeah, and get something for him. But like I said, you know, Evan McPherson, uh, Money Mick is uh as James Rapine calls him, or as uh. Orange Arrow calls him uh, uh, Kick Fearson, so he's getting a lot of nicknames. It's, yeah, I, I was kind of hoping they'd be able to trade trade Cyber, but like I said, it's going to be hard because they know everybody knows you're going to cut them, right? So nobody's but, really going to give you anything for them, to be honest. Especially because NFL trade value is like like I feel like most fans, even if you really follow the NFL, you still um, can't get a grip on like like teams don't send like. A fourth, fifth round, sixth round pick, that's too valuable to just trade for even a starting kicker. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what did we see? Uh, for example, Garrett Minshew. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's a maybe top 35 quarterback, and they sent a sixth round pick for him. Ooh, I love this. Now, see, this, this, not to interrupt you, but this is a friend right here. You, you when, when stuff happens and you bring, bring in, I got two, two buddies showed up. Josh showed up, and I bring in the, the big gun, Anthony Cazenza. Anthony, I don't have your intro ready for you, but I'm just going to pop you in. <laughs> what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on? You got your special intro. I mean, I, I know. I, I well, I wasn't work. sure if you're coming on. Like, I got to give Anthony credit because I about I don't know. Actually, Josh and Anthony, bo- both of you guys, about ten minutes before a show comes, I'm like, hey, you want to come on and talk? Because <laughs> I'm like, there's a lot of people talking in this, in, in this chat, and I got a lot of stuff going on. So, like. If I had people talk, talking with me, it's even better. So I appreciate you coming on, Anthony. So, well, I, I don't want to step on any toes. I'm just glad. No, invited no. Oh, on. Welcome, good, to, good, to, good to talk to both you guys there, and hope you're doing well on final cutdown day. Probably final cutdown. So probably better than some others uh, today, but uh, it's good news for some and bad news for others, I guess. Right? Exactly. So, what what's your thoughts? I mean, people are going nuts over Thad Moss. People are going nuts over Mike Daniels, and I was just telling Josh, I'm like. To me, those are good signs that the fan base is up in arms about some of these things. That means we cut a lot of talented guys, and we did that. We haven't done that in a while, I think. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on the final fifty-three? I mean, so far, it's in quotation marks, you know. Well, I, I think the outrage. There's there's a couple of camps with Thad Moss, right? I think the outrage for some uh, continues to be some from some people who maybe overvalue his talent a little bit for who he actually is. Um, and, and I think the, the idea of everybody, everybody rallying around the idea of, you know, getting the gang back together, the LSU national championship game or a mm-hmm. game rather 
back together. I, I think everybody was kind of fond of that, me included. But, um, you know, I, I, the other camp, that, and, and I think this is kind of where I'm more in at this point in time, is that you, you look at the tight end group. There's not a lot of talent um, overall in that group, not a lot of experience. You saw Mason Shrek get cut. And then you see, you know, Mitchell Wilcox was an undrafted guy last year has a concussion that he's dealing with right now. And you kind of say, well, this is where Thad Moth makes his, makes his move onto the roster. Uh, and surprisingly he didn't. And then, my, you mm-hmm. know, it kind of tells me the sway that Darren Simmons continues to have in the, in, in the organization, you know, in these back end of these skill position groups, your Stanley Morgans, your Mitchell Wilcox is guys that he feels can contribute more so on special teams um, he's going to get his way. He's an assistant head coach for a reason, and he runs one of the best special teams units annually for a reason. And, um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen what Thad Moss would do with some playing time there. Um, I have a soft spot for Mike Daniels personally. He's, he's yeah. been on my, on my show, and he's an awesome guy. He's been great to everybody in, in Bengals Nation, and uh, I have a soft spot there. They may do some maneuvering depending on what they do with Khalid Kareem and all kinds of stuff, so maybe he gets back on the roster there. Um, so I, I was bummed to see that one out, but I guess if you're to look at silver lining here, and I don't mean to be super long winded with this answer, but if you're going to look at silver lining with Mike Daniels being gone, remember last year he came in late and it, mm-hmm. all of a sudden he had to start right and now a year later with all the depth that they've accrued. It's like, Oh, you know, right. He, he's now a guy that's not even on the team because they feel that they've accrued so much depth on the defensive line. So, uh, with those two moves in particular, those are kind of just some, Initial thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought last, not last, yesterday with the you know, acquisition of BJ Hill, I was thinking to myself, like maybe, and I think me and Bengals Cap were, Cap were talking about this yesterday. I said, does that mean Mike Daniels is gone? I always thought that might be a possibility. And again, I'm with you. I, I love Mike Daniels, but that to me, again, goes to how deep, and I've said this on my show, and I know you and me have talked about it on, on your show before, of how deep this roster is compared to last year. So that's a good thing. Your thoughts on that, Josh? Um, well, I was actually curious, uh, how much you guys knew about Hill? Like, is he a guy that, um, can slide inside when need be? Is he big enough for that? Or is he just an edge guy? Like as far as the defensive line goes, uh, he's played mostly inside, but he has slid out the edge from what I have read, but he's mostly an inside guy. Oh, okay. So he's, so that's, that's the biggest reason that probably, yeah, he, he's going to mostly back up Larry Ogunjobi's. Am I, am I correct in that statement there, Anthony? Yeah, I think that's that's kind of the initial plan. So, yeah, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to play inside and, um, you know, hopefully be a, be a niche guy that can just generate some pressure on a, on a rotational basis. They're going to mix the looks up. I, I, I think they're still going to mix them up a lot, but with Osaigon and, you know, who knows what's going on with Khalid Kareem and, they're going to have to make some some adjustments here, but I think yeah, they're going to probably have him in there as as in a Ogunjobi type role, and then you know kind of see what formula works for them to get to the passer. Yeah, Khalid Kareem. I mean, when he's in there, he makes plays, but he just can't stay in there. He wasn't in there very long yesterday, and he's got that what that arthritic shoulder. Is that that's I think that's that's what the problem is with him, and that that's a reoccurring thing. Yeah. Not not good. I, I you know I want to hear from Josh on it too, but uh, not not good. Uh, I, I it was a little surprising. He came out and just wrecked the first possession of that Miami game, and I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, this guy's made some improvement. And then I don't think he played much at all after that series. So um, you know, it, it's it's a little disappointing, and it's 
the old Zach Taylor in the presser today was, oh, well, he'll be back sometime this year. And I'm going, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I know. I was kind of like, what does that, what does that mean? That um, one, I, I didn't like that answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, kind of like, no. oh, okay. He did, he did basically confirm also. I'm, I mean, I've, we've already seen other confirmations, but that Osai will miss the entire season. Um, yeah. When I heard him say that, that was like my <laughs> final check in the box. So I was like, oh, man. All right. That's real. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Back. Um, <laughs> but still overall, I, I like the depth on the D-line. Um, I, I'm really hoping that Osai has a long, like a full healthy season. Or not Osai. I'm sorry. I'm Ogunjobi. Um, yes. That Ogunjobi has a long season. Uh, I know he had hamstring issues last year and a little bit in camp. Uh, so fingers crossed on that one because I think he can be a stud. Um, I think he was wasn't he when he was in Cleveland they were actually playing him out of position uh, yes. or truly like a three technique like Gino was um, in Cleveland they were using him in a different role. I, I don't know what specifically that was. Um, so I'm hoping that means like it just opens up opportunity for him and he can create a lot of pressure next to Reader who can shut down the run. Well, that's one thing I noticed a lot, I think, in the preseason, that Daniels and Larry both got a lot of pressure up the middle. And if you get – to me, this is what – I mean, of course you want this to happen. You get pressure on the sides. Quarterback's got to step up. He's going to step right into either DJ Reader or Larry Ogunjobi. But the one that I'm I, – I might be over overhyping him, but I am ecstatic that Darius Hodge made the team. I, I, I'm so happy for this guy. He's an undrafted rookie free agent. You know, he was a linebacker in college. He made the transition to – you know, basically he's just a pass rusher, but he's he's made some plays and every every game of preseason, and it, it wasn't just against the twos and threes. He he did it against the ones. Where where do you guys think? I I know he's not going to replace Joseph Osai, but I think he's a step toward replacing some of what he could do. What what, what are you guys thoughts on him? Oh, you can go ahead, Anthony, if you have anything. Uh, my my hope is that he's not just one of these preseason champs only right, right. Like my hope is that as an undrafted guy he can come in i don't expect him to definitively replicate what osai was probably going to. i mean i i kind of had early career carl lawson type numbers as an expectation for joseph osai this year i mean yeah. i just his athleticism maybe it, can, it would come on in spurts maybe it would come on in the end of the year but i had kind of high expectations a little bit for him and now the Bengals have to try and figure out something with Hill, with Sample, with Hodge, with Kareem, if he's in and out of the lineup. They got to package that group together and by committee create something that would have replicated something that Osai would have given them, I think. And and maybe that maybe I'm overvaluing Osai and what he would have done right away, but he looked um, pretty good the first game. <laughs> he did. He did. And uh and, and against early early groups of of opposition, right? I mean it wasn't just guys in the fourth quarter it was it was early in the game so uh you know uh, hodge I, I thought he looked really well in the preseason i i just i hope it's not you know one of those things where it's a guy that plays well gets himself on the roster and then as he gets up against starters right. and up against a little bit more nuanced offenses and, and schemes and whatnot he, he doesn't make quite the impact you know I, I don't have huge expectations but if you can get a small handful of sacks and some pressures from him uh, and get some other stuff from a guy like Cam Sample in particular. I think I think they'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, the, I'll let you answer in a second, uh, Josh. But uh, I, I understand what you're saying with you. He might be a, just a, a, a preseason uh, guy, but as the way he's played, you got to give him a chance. You got to find out. I think that, that's that's where I'm at. They got to know. Go ahead, Josh. What's your thoughts on it? 
I mean, you guys pretty much nailed it. I, I'm on, on the same page. Like as long as, long as he uh, shows a little bit uh, as a back end rotation guy, um, but he's obviously you know he's a rookie. Um, I just like he like uh, Anthony said. I just hope he kind of like you know um, maintains like how uh, the uh, play that uh, earned him the roster spot. You know what I mean? So uh, if he hit anywhere from three to four sacks and was getting the you know, one or two pressures on a third down here every game or two. I think, I think that's more than you can ask out of a guy that was literally mm-hmm. undrafted. Right, exactly. And that's the thing. He's undrafted. I mean, that, that's undrafted to making the team to possibly being, you know, the, the, the first guy off the off the bench is pretty good. Now, I, the chat here is blowing up about the running backs, and everybody's upset about, about P. Ryan, and we didn't keep uh, the other guys. But yeah. – I, I I put I tweeted out somebody answered somebody back on Twitter today and I said look I said Mixon's under contract, P Ryan's under contract and Chris Evans has played Captain America has played awesome, so they're trying to I'm sure they're trying to sneak some of these guys onto the practice squad and I think P Ryan is that that bruising back that that you need you know he's kind of like the the uh, Stanley Wilson or the uh, the uh, icky woods of of you know back in the day you know you you need that that type of guy and I think Mixon. It's going to turn into more of a multi-purpose back, and same with with uh, Chris Evans. I think he can do a, a lot of stuff for us, including split out wide. I'm very, very excited to see him. What you guys thoughts on, on the running backs and and who they cut and who they kept? I'm, I'm going to let Josh Bat lead off on this one. Sure. Uh, yeah. So I'll start with Chris Evans. Uh, I've seen a few opinions of people uh, almost confused about him getting that third spot, um, which I can't understand. I think watching him in the preseason. Um, just in bits and pieces, I think he's showing signs of like having like special ability with them. He's uh, I think he could be a playmaker and really grow into something special. You know, uh, a guy we use on third down screen plays or you know just mix him in there. But um, I, I like that that roster addition um, with Patrick. I think he was the odd man out in a good running backs room and. Uh, I know you mentioned about having like a good downhill power back, but um, I just, I think I mentioned it with you before actually is, um, you know, Mixon's what, 225, 230 pounds. Um, although he will be used as a multi-purpose back and we we'll use him in the passing game and um, he still can be that guy that, you know, lowers his shoulder and gets you over the goal line. So I don't think you need to, if that's the factor, you don't need to use a roster spot for that. Um P Ryan, I'm 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 pretty neutral about. Um, I don't really have a lot to say about him either way. Um, I think he's solid, um, and like you said, he's under contract. He's 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 getting paid right now. So unless they were really unhappy with what he was bringing, then that wasn't going to happen either. Good, Anthony. What do you think? The you know the Bengals kept seven wide receivers, and that was going to be my big question for them. Was it going to be six wide receivers and four running backs? And you utilize a guy like Chris Evans, and you call him a running back by position, but you use him as a wide receiver a lot, right? Right, right. I right, right. kind of kill two two roster birds with one stone there, and they they decided, however you want to feel about it, they decided that they were going to get more out of keeping Trenton Irwin and Stanley Morgan on the roster at this point in time and what they will bring in special teams and or on offense mm-hmm. or so than keeping Patrick as a fourth running back on the team and what he would bring to the offense and special teams. So 
Trent Irwin played his way on this roster uh, this this summer, and uh, you know he he was in a couple of games late in the year last year and had a couple of nice plays. Here's the other thing too: running backs, just unfortunately, as we know, the position has been devalued. So yep. Yep. when the, the, they are probably more confident that these guys, some of the running backs, Patrick and Travion Williams, will clear waivers easier than mm-hmm. a guy like Stanley Morgan and or Trenton Irwin, and they right. can still hang on to him in a practice squad capacity, bring him up if they need to. Um, I, I I never really bought into P. Ryan being unseated by by Patrick, even though Patrick looked very good this preseason. That doesn't mean to say what I saw from P. Ryan this preseason wasn't concerning because he didn't get many, many yards. No. And yeah. he, didn't get, he didn't get a whole lot of touches now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, this was, it was kind of ugly. But, um, you know, they, they brought him back on on kind of a contract that I was a little surprised of in, term, in terms of the value of it for, for him. And they seem to really like him. So mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of what the decision I'm sure came down to. Again, Darren Simmons probably pounding the table a little bit for a guy like Stanley Morgan. And they feel that Irwin and Morgan are going to give them more as players on the final roster at this point in time than Patrick and or Travion Williams would. Yeah, I think you, you made a, a really good point there, Anthony, that people always like fans, most fans always pay attention to the offense or defensive play. You know, you, the, you a lot of these guys got to play special teams. So that is a huge factor into making the team. If you can make and contribute on special teams more than this guy can, and offensively or defensively, they think you're about the same. The person who can contribute more on special teams is going to get the nod in, in most parts. And let's be honest, special teams win win games for you. I mean, and and like you said, Darren Simmons is one of, if not the best, uh, special teams coaches in the league, and that's why he, he said he is an assistant coach. So I do think that is more of the reason of why some of these cuts happen because the people, the players they kept can contribute in special teams better than the other ones. Because that let's say with Thad is I don't think Thad could do special teams. Go ahead, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I mean that's that's to me that's like kind of the bottom line with it because once you get to the very bottom, you know, the last whatever you know, fifteen to twenty roster spots, <clears throat> that's what it's all about, right? Is uh what they can offer offer on special teams. Uh I mean realistically on a fifty three NFL roster Almost most many most of the guys are getting on the field, you know, at least not most, but like, you know, there's a lot of the backups and even on the offensive line, they get on on, on field goals and, and punt teams and things like that. And, you know, so you got to be able to play special teams if you're, you know, not offering starter uh, ability, uh, at least in the NFL. That's a great point. And, and the other the other point with that is. Think about how many bodies they want to rotate on the defensive line and be healthy up front there and, and yeah. make sure they have enough depth there. Same on the offensive line. I hope they don't want to do the whole ro- rotation thing <laughs> this yeah. year, but I mean, oh they've got yeah. injuries and stuff up front there. And then the other issue is they want to spread the ball. They want to spread the offense out, have a lot of four wide, five wide type of looks and having seven wide receivers on the active roster makes sense from that point. I, I do feel bad for Patrick because I think in a lot of other scenarios, in a more open competition at running back, he probably would have played his way on the roster with with what he did in mm-hmm. preseason. Right, um, and and I feel bad for him because he tried to have that opportunity last year with the team, no preseason games, so he didn't get the shot there, a, a real shot there. So I feel bad for him. He did everything he could to make this team. I think it's just more of a positional thing, how they value those position groups and what they need at this moment in time. So. 
Um, I get why people may may not be uh, thrilled with with a guy like Patrick or Mike Daniels or whoever not not making the team, but uh, you know they kind of unfortunately it's kind of part of the num- numbers game, I guess at this point. Yeah, and I'm sure Patrick they're they're trying to sneak him on to 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 the practice squad. That is, um, I'm 99 sure they want to keep him at least as far as that goes. Now, if he makes it through, we don't know, but that that's that is one thing that. Like I said, and oh, you said doing the the four or five wide wideouts. The thing that they have too with the two running backs uh, that they kept, uh, two of the one running backs, Mixon and Chris Evans, they can split them out wide. So that also brings more versatility. I'm not sure Patrick could do that. I know Piron, he, he's not a he's not a wide receiver, but I, there is part of me that kind of thinks if they hadn't signed him to that contract extension, that maybe he might have you know had a hard time making this team, but or they just were like, you know, he's good. You know, we don't, you know, it's good. We know he's going to make the team and that's why he didn't get much playing time. I, you know, I, I don't know. That, that part was kind of interesting to me that he, I mean, the last time I remember him, he was fumbling in the first game against the Buccaneers, which I still don't think was a fumble, but that's beside the point. <laughs> well, let's get to um, Zach. And he had some comments today on uh, the final 53-man roster. And let's get to that here real quick. This is from Bengals.com. So I got to say that. So hopefully they won't copyright me. <laughs> but here, check this out. Training camp and through those three preseason games, um, I was really happy with the depth of this roster, you know, particularly these last 80 guys that uh, a lot of them we had to have tough conversations with today. But um, re- really thought that we had good depth and said goodbye to a lot of guys that exhibited all the things that we're looking for in a Bengal. Um, so really hats off to, to Duke Tobin and his staff on assembling those guys for us and Again, it led to a lot of tough decisions today, a lot of tough conversations, but that's just the nature of the business and um, excited to move forward with the guys that we got. And that's the thing I, I like about what he said. Well, not like, but I think it's interesting. It's tough decisions. I know later on they asked him, which I think I have the clip for it. I'm not sure. But if this was the toughest cut thus far in three years for, for Zach Taylor, and he kind of, you know, how he kind of answered, yeah, sort of, whatever. You know, they're all tough, a Zach Taylor answer. But, yeah, I think my personal opinion, I think this is one of the hardest cut down days he's had because I think this is the most talented team he, he's had in the three years he's been here. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I, I would agree with that just by the perspective that he has the most amount of guys in camp that are um, guys during his regime that uh, have been brought into the roster. Um, you know, the first couple of years we talked about, oh, it's still a lot of Marvin's guys. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of guys from, from those teams. Um now it's it's mostly Zach's guys. So yeah, with what you said, it makes perfect sense that it would be as tough as cut to date because um, yeah, a lot of guys he'd like, and the, and there are a lot of talented guys. Go ahead, Anthony. Yeah, I mean the, the good news is we're talking about guys that have talent and or were maybe big names in college or what have you, but these are guys that were going to be like backup type of play. We're not talking about yeah. so many starting positions in flux. There are some questions on the offensive line there. You know, you've got the Trey Wayne's injury and stuff, but um, we're talking about back end roster spots, right? It's not right. And, and, we're not and talking about starters. That that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's a good thing there. And and I think to Josh's point, he brought up a really good point there about this kind of being Zach's team. Uh, that's a double edged sword for him, right? I mean, the, this team gave him a lot of power and a lot of leeway to recreate this team, and now this, uh, you know, when you see a guy like Mason Shrek. Uh, leave, you know, you, you no more AJ, no more Gino, all these guys. 
Um, this is his team, and they've got to show quite a bit of progress this year, um, I think, in order for for him to kind of say, hey, look what I was able to build here. Mm-hmm. It took some time, but we've seen the progress, and hopefully that's the case here. But um, spotlight's kind of on him now, I think, because these are his guys, like Josh has said. Now, one thing I want to get to, which I'm kind of – this is the part – not the defensive line. Where's it at? Uh, yeah, the offensive line. Now – this is the part that I am a little concerned about with, with basically having, you know, two, three rookies backing guys up, you know, I, I, on our offensive line. And I mean, I, that's is a little scary to me. <laughs> you know, I would kind of like to have a little better veteran presence, you know, with the, with the backups go. <clears throat> but uh, I also think uh, I'll do, do a two part here. I also think by the middle to the end of the season, I think there's a very good chance that Deontay Smith and Carmen Jackson, or excuse me, Jackson Carmen, I always do that, can uh, be our two starting guards. So what's your guys' thoughts on the depth of the offensive line with, you know, really trading Billy Price yesterday and letting Michael Jordan go? No matter, you know, good, bad, however we feel about these guys, they were veteran players, and we have more rookies as backups than we would have veterans. Um, It's kind of – go ahead, No, go ahead. All right. Um, Yeah, Jeff, I do think that um, your point with uh, the depth of rookies backing up the starters, um, Mm -hmm. but then saying that um, they could both potentially start at the end, towards the end of the year, kind of counteracts itself, really. Because, you know, if if you think that they're rookies that have the potential to be starters within this season, I think that's pretty good depth to have those guys uh, backing up guys you think are good enough to start now. I kind of figured um, Pollock would lean towards a more um, veteran line to start the year. Um, I don't know if anybody um, expected Deontay Smith to come out like he did. Um, He's the reason that Michael Jordan didn't make the team. Um, I found it really interesting uh, looking back when you think about Michael Jordan was getting some of the – he was starting for some of the preseason games. And it's almost when you think about it, realistically like he was getting the most snaps because he needed to um, show the most on tape to make the team took the words out of my mouth on that one josh that's uh that's exactly what i was going to say and what a weird weird summer for Mike Gordon, <laughs> right yeah. I mean, uh, that poor guy yeah hats off to him because uh, you know from what we understand he worked on uh, worked his tail off uh in the spring and he took this whole thing about the joe burrow injury personally he worked with willie anderson he got himself in shape and quite honestly you're, you're right josh i mean they they gave him a lot of opportunities and and he responded somewhat well i mean if you look at some of the pass blocking pff scores throughout preseason he was up there he was playing he was playing okay mm-hmm. uh unfortunately it just wasn't in the plans and what what the Bengals kind of were able to do um is kind of spotlight those guys in the preseason trade trade one of them for a player mm-hmm. that they feel can help them out uh, I think they tried to deal the other one in Mike Jordan. Not, nothing really happened there, unfortunately, for the Bengals. But, uh, you know, they, they gave him a shot. I, I was a little surprised to see his name as a cut just because, like you said, Josh, he had been starting um, in, in certain practices and in preseason games not too long ago. And now he's not even on the team here. So I still have my concerns about the offensive line, but – you know, they're in limited sample size in the preseason. A lot of those guys played some snaps and pass blocking snaps and had some good PFF grades. 
uh, in their performances and what one sack allowed in the entire three games uh, in in the preseason, no pressures allowed in the first two games by the first unit that was out there. Riley Reef looked a little rusty at times. That that worried me a little bit because he's supposed to be your veteran presence, but I think he'll be okay. Jonah Williams looks pretty good. Obviously, Trey Hopkins is in a good spot. Otherwise, I wouldn't have dealt Billy Price, right? So he yeah. must be doing pretty well in his rehab. Um, Quentin Spain, they seem to really like him. That left guard competition was never really fully a competition, at least, at least this year. And if there is an issue with Quentin Spain, if there is an issue with Xavier Suofilo, they feel that they've got a guy in Deontay Smith and another guy in Jackson Carmen who can come in and, and at least get them by and play at a higher level than Price and or um, and or Jordan could uh, in, in the same situation. So I'm encouraged. I think Deontay Smith has a real bright future um, in for this team. Absolutely. Tackle or guard. Um, I still think he's a developmental guy, but I think he's got a real bright future. That's not to say I don't have high hopes for Carmen either, but um, I, I think there's a lot of clay to mold for Frank Pollock there and Deontay Smith. Yeah. And, and Josh, get back to, to your point before how I was kind of contradicting myself. I guess I am to a certain point, but – I'm saying they could start by the middle to the end of the season. So, like, right now they're not ready. So that's where I'm kind of – I wish we had a veteran in case somebody gets injured. We're not throwing them right in. I I think they'll be ready by, I don't know, November, you know, toward the end of the season that might happen. So that's why I was kind of hoping they have a veteran guy and, and not just – if like I said, they're only one injury away from being thrown right into the Lions then and – we'll yeah. kind of have to <laughs> see see what happens. That that's that was kind of kind of my point I on that. Yeah. Uh, now Tom here says, um, I think it's really good news for the O-line. I have faith in Pollock, and plus we have two really good veteran guards are learning from Xavier and Spain. Now, what's your thought? Now, I like Spain. I, I've been a big Spain guy. What's your guys' thoughts on on Xavier? I mean, I, I, I don't think he's played bad in the preseason, and I think last year once we had those two solidified as guards, that's when our running game got a little better. But what's your thoughts on just in general on Spain, or not Spain, but Serphilia? Uh, stopgap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the other thing, guys. I, I, we haven't really talked about it. Or maybe you did before I, I took the air. I, I, I kind of still think the Bengals might do something on the waiver wire. Um, I, yep. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think whether it's offensive line, whether it's, uh, you know, they, I don't know. I don't know what it may, maybe it, maybe another corner to get them by. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they do something running back. I don't know. I just think potentially offensive line, maybe edge rusher, right? Someone who can help them off off the edge there a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't think they're done personally. But, um, you know, that being said, Sufila for me is just, just a stopgap option. I, I, I thought he would not make it this year. I didn't either. <laughs> Quite honestly, I thought that he was a Jim Turner guy, a Jim Turner system guy, and that was that. And uh, they, they, he proved me wrong. And he actually had a couple of nice, nice – snaps in the preseason and decent pff grades in the preseason so um we'll see i think he had a bad injury last year and was kind of in and out of the lineup and never really was himself so you know maybe we're maybe we're coming down a little harder i came down a little hard on him a little bit but um you know i don't think there's going to be anything ever extremely special there right uh if it's if it's something that can get him by for the for the year and then they can maybe draft another guy or or maybe deontay smith jackson carmen becomes the guy Maybe Suofilo struggles and Carmen comes in and ends up uh, taking over that spot later in the year. Maybe that's the plan. I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised at that situation in general. 
Well, I kind of agree with what you're saying that I don't think the 53, and that's why I said the 53 man roster. And 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 Zach kind of uh, said that in his uh, press conference today. Here, I want to play play this here real quick. See that smooth transition, Anthony? You like that? Anyway, love it. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Just because, um, again, all those all those 80 guys that were there today um, have all shown things over the course of training camp that are really encouraging. And um, so so again, it was uh, a lot of tough conversations. And yeah, this was you know it's hard to say. They're all hard. This one was not easy. Jack, how how much uh, manipulation do you think? I know it's impossible to say an exact number, but um, this is the final 53 quote. I mean, it's not final, final, is it? I mean, there's still things that can go on. Of course. You know, it, it's all of our jobs to continue to assess what's out there and however we can strengthen the roster, we'll look at it. Um, so, again, it's it's uh, we feel good about the, the 53 guys that are on this team, um, but, but just like every other – 31 teams in the league. We're going to assess what's out there over the next 24 hours and make the decisions that are best for us. So, yeah, that, that kind of goes to what, what Anthony was saying, what I kind of think too is, and, you know, I don't think it's the final 53 man roster. I mean, what, what's your thoughts on that, Josh? Um, I agree that we might see a move or two. Uh, I think I saw something that we're like fifth in the waiver wire, mm-hmm. um, but it's pretty high up. Um, realistically, I, my, my gut tells me like maybe an offensive lineman just because we moved on from price and uh, cut Michael Jordan. Um, That's what I was kind of thinking, to be honest. So I, I could see us maybe like if the right guard gets cut on, um, you know, that could possibly quickly take Xavier Suafila's job, you know, something like that. Um, I think that, that, that that's just what I look, see it from it. Um, I don't, I don't think, you know, like I think Anthony mentioned corner, um, but those are really the two positions I would I would look at. Yeah, I, I think that I agree with that. I think they're they're if they're looking for anything, I, I do think they're looking for depth on the offensive line and and probably possibly some more edge rushers just to see because like you said, Anthony, we we expected or not, I won't say expected, but after that first game from Joseph Osai, we thought there's going to be a big year. You know, coming from this guy, and that could be a big loss. We won't ever actually know because he got hurt, but I do think they might be looking for those are the two spots I would say offensive line backup or an edge rusher. Where, where, where are you at on, on all this? Yeah, I, I mean, quite honestly, if you have your quarterback shored up, those are those are the two areas of your football team you should consistently look at improving your your offensive line and the ability to get after the passer. I, I you know, cornerbacks are important, wide receivers are important, but. You can't wait. What's the old adage, right? If you have your quarterback, if you can rush the quarterback and protect your own quarterback, right? In good shape, right? So, um, I probably screwed up the order on how that <laughs> close enough. We know what you meant, <laughs> but uh, um, I, 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 you get my point, and I, you know, I, I go back to the Osai injury, and I, I liked a lot of the picks they made this year, but. Osai and Deontay Smith in terms of value and measurables and upside and all the, the cliched draft, you know, isms you want to use. I, those, those two guys were probably two of my favorite picks in this class. Um, Smith luckily continued to show some great development and Osai showed it briefly, but not with him. So they, they need to figure out, um, like I said, they need to figure out that formula to, to get after the passer in his absence. I think they've got some guys, but I mean, they brought in Noah Spence, former second round high high pick. I know mm-hmm. he was with the team not very long, but obviously didn't show enough to right. be able to, to supplant anybody. 
Um, so I, you know, I would expect if there's a, if there's a guard, I haven't looked at the full list of cuts and who's out there. I probably should have done a little bit of homework, but, um, I didn't give you enough time. <laughs> uh, I think if you look at someone that maybe has some guard and tackle experience, mm-hmm. that, that could be someone that, that could be very valuable, maybe even center guard, uh, someone out there, you know, I, I think that might be where their primary, um, primary concern would be, I think in terms of shoring up some depth. Well, not you. You brought up the quarterbacks. Now, the, the thing I was going to talk about, I thought <laughs> at the beginning of the show earlier in the day was was uh, um, Cam Newton, as we all know, got cut from uh, New England today, and Banger, Bengals Twitter universe blew up like, "Oh, we should go get Thad and, and be a backup quarterback." I'm like, the the amount of conversation that I've had on this show with people about a backup quarterback and Brandon Allen is unbelievable. I I don't know about you guys. I think Brandon Allen is a very adequate quarterback. To me, if you went out and then you got um uh I just slipped my head my mate got my his name now. Uh um Cam. Jeez, I'll get it right. If you get if you got him, he's a completely different quarterback than Joe Burrow. So you'd have to switch your offense around if you if Burrow gets hurt and Cam comes in or vice versa or whatever. I just I don't know if that's worth bringing him in. I know a lot of people love him and wanted to do that, but as a backup, but I'm I'm good with Brandon Allen. As the back of quarterback, yeah, I I I'm, I agree with you. Um, I I think Brandon Brandon Allen is our backup. Uh, to me, he's like that. Like he kind of has that like potential to be like the if he wants to stick around and not go find a starting job elsewhere, like he could be Joe's backup for years, three four years. Um, and then just to touch on the Cam Newton thing, that's. It's it's not I don't think it's it's not even like remotely realistic. Um, he uh, he he got cut from New England because they decided to start Mac Jones, knowing that Cam wants to be an NFL starter. They cut him as a favor to give him the opportunity to go do that elsewhere. Um, so why would he come to Cincinnati where we have a young franchise quarterback and immediately go to the bench? It doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, that, it's just the fantasy. <laughs> That, that was the thing. Like, people wanted Cam yep. today. There yeah, there you go. Look, Todd, oh. bring Cam to Cincy. Wow. Um, <laughs> I look, mean, it wasn't huge, but there were people talking about it. I'm like, really? I'm like, it's, it's nothing against Cam. I, you no. know, I, I, it's nothing against him or anything. But, yeah. uh, I, you know, I saw a tweet earlier in the day from Malik Wright, uh, and he had said something to the effect of, you know, I never really understood the fit of Cam in New England in the first place. Uh, so, I, you know, how that didn't work out didn't really surprise him. And, you know, everybody wants to make these J- Joe Burrow, Tom Brady type of comparisons in terms of their style of play, leadership, et cetera. Um, it would seem that, you know, Joe's offense and and this offense here is going to be, you know, a little bit more uh, short, intermediate, the occasional deep ball, a lot of yards after catch type of stuff. Um, spread, spread the ball out. And, yeah, Joe's going to run the ball, but probably not as often as a Cam Newton would. So I, I think it's kind of to, to what Malik was pointing to with the fit with Cam Newton and New England. There are maybe some similarities in terms of the offensive style, New England's offensive style that they had with Brady right, right. and what the Bengals are, are trying to maybe employ a little bit in their system, obviously not carbon copy, but um, I, I just, uh, that's just a long winded way, I guess, of saying, I don't really see the fit um, in terms of style of play and whatnot. I think if you are uh, maybe, going to go to a team that focuses on the running on the quarterback running the ball a little bit more frequently and, and RPO type of stuff. I mean, there's going to be a little bit of that in the Bengals offense, but um, 
I think that's maybe a little bit more plays a little bit more to Cam's strengths as a as where he's at in his career right now. So, um, but and, and by the way, I mean whether it's Cam Newton or, or Brandon, maybe Cam Newton could win a couple more games for the Bengals if he was called upon instead of Brandon Allen because of pure athleticism and experience and and uh, talent, whatever. But again, if Burrow's not in this in the lineup, we're in trouble. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the bottom line. So if, if we're talking about putting in a backup quarterback, the, the, the Bengals season is in trouble anyway. So um, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I got to keep this this one up here. Look, look at uh, it's, it's your boy Zim Hude says Cam Newton is better than Brandon Allen, which I, I'm not saying that he's not. Yeah, I'm he just is, saying he better than Brandon Allen. He is better, but Brandon, but Cam Newton wants to be a starting quarterback, like you said, Josh. He's not coming here and. If he is, it's not a fit for the Bengals and their system that they have already as a backup. You know, he's you don't want somebody who wants to be a starting uh, quarterback here, in my in my opinion. But I do agree with you, Zim. You're my boy. I agree with you. Cam's better than Brandon Allen. That's I agree. But I think Cam or uh, Brandon Allen is a very good backup quarterback, and that's what he's supposed to be is a backup quarterback. You don't want a guy who, uh, well, I. You don't want a guy. I, I don't think you want a guy to come in going, "Oh, I want the starting job," and try to divide the locker room. Which I don't think that's going to happen with Joe Burrow, but it's happened before, you know, in past. And I just don't. Like I said, I just don't see Cam coming here. He doesn't want to be a backup. He wants to start. So, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at. And see something interesting that would be um, as a suggestion for Cam would be uh, reunited reuniting with Ron Rivera in Washington. Yeah, you can see that. Uh, Cam says he or Zim says he wants a backup who wants to start. See, I. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 huh? Yeah, but I, I get his point, but like, uh, it's, it's also like Joe, it's Joe Burrow's show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I understand, I understand what Zim's saying. I, yeah, I get, I get his points, but I, I just, I don't, I don't agree with you, Zim. I love you, dude, but I don't, I don't still agree with that. I don't think, what, it doesn't matter. He, he doesn't want to come here anyway. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be a backup. Well, I would be maybe more for it and, and inclined, and, and I agree that he's, Cam, even at this point in his career, is probably a better quarterback in general than Brandon Allen. But you also have to talk, look at the system thing that I talked about. But, um, I, I mean, I would maybe be on board with it a little bit more if we were talking about, hey, Joe Burrow's not ready physically, right? Joe, yeah. He's going to be out for the, the – you know, he's he needs to rest the first three games, the first four games, whatever. Um, and we need, we need to win these games now. Well, that's not the case because Burroughs right. are going to be there. So mm-hmm. he may be rusty. He may not be as sharp as he would be, but um, so maybe that's where I'd be a little more inclined to, yeah. say, you know, open to the idea about it. But, um, you know, I think it was Joy Taylor on, on Colin Coward show who said a week ago, and the, the quote just resonated with me. It's basically, you know, she's talking about the Denver Broncos, but you know, it's kind of like if you have two quarterbacks, that means you don't have one. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, just to, the Bengals have their guy until he proves otherwise. And I don't think he's ever going to prove otherwise. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Just leave, leave it alone. And I, I agree with exactly what that's, I guess that's kind of my point is because I mean, me and Jeremy, my co-host, which if he ever had could stop working so much, he could come back on the show when Brandon Allen was signed again, back in what May or whenever it was me and him kind of went at it. He's like, Oh, we gotta get a better backup quarterback. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's only if Burrow's not going to be ready. And I all along kept saying, I think Burrow's going to be ready for game one. So I completely agree with what you're saying. If Joe Burrow was not going to be ready for game one, then yes, go get Cam Newton, go get somebody like that. But right now, there's no reason to get him. You know, I mean, and like I said, and Cam Newton wants to start. <laughs> so 
you know, we'll see. Oh yeah, I I agree. It's it's a good conversation. I I agree. It, I it, it's, it, uh, yeah, I love I love having conversations like this. I just it, it's funny. It just it, the Bengals conversation we have right now is so interesting to me compared to what it's been the last couple of years. We're talking about you know players that got cut that are good players. We're talking about other players that might might want to come here. It's it's you know like Kenny Galladay and back, you know he said he he wanted possibly to come here. Those are good things. I mean, these are things we haven't had in the last couple of years. So I'm loving the conversation that the Bengals uh, Twitter universe is having. Do you remember when we used to complain about Andy Dalton being the starter? We've come <laughs> yes. a long way, right? Oh, dude, I, I would have that all the time. Like, I was like, then who are you going to get? You know, I'm like, go get. And then I saw Joe Burrow. I'm like, yeah, go get him. He's good. Okay, go get that guy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Zim says, I think that Cam is released now, would be willing to play for any team. I, I disagree because I think they released him to give him the option to find somewhere where he has the chance to start. Um, even if that option is as slim as like going to say Indy, where I think both their number one and two are out. Well, I think I think well isn't isn't the number one? Isn't he supposed to be back? I thought he was coming back soon. Right? The injury well, was labeled originally as like five to twelve weeks. So yeah, I mean, he may be, <laughs> which is such a crazy range. Yeah. Exactly. It's. Like, it's either this or <laughs> I've never seen that with an injury, but uh, uh, so um, I guess he could be back soon, but I think that given timeline still puts him like to week two or three. Right. Uh, yeah. At least but I, I, I heard that I, for some reason is the quarterback the name is slipping my mind. Now he's, he was the Eagles quarterback. He had to get a, a foot. What is it again? Wentz. Anthony Carson Wentz. Yeah. Carson Wentz. Yeah. I made it. Uh, yeah, I, I thought I heard that he was progressing and he had a shot at starting week mm. one. I, I thought that's the last thing I heard. Don't don't quote me on that, but I Might could be, be right. wrong. It was like like towards the beginning of the preseason, and so I guess that, that's close to five weeks. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's almost 6.30, and I have kept you guys on here long enough. I appreciate <laughs> you both of you jumping on at the last minute. I mean, I if I wasn't so daggone busy, I would have planned this out a little better and maybe told you, like, yesterday that i might want you to come on but my life is so i got my son's wedding coming up this week so i'm probably not doing a show friday so sunday he's getting married i got a lot of stuff going on with that so the Bengals are cutting people and it's a lot of fun so i really appreciate you guys coming on tell everybody where they can follow you tell them about your facebook group there josh and go ahead anthony i'll let you i'll let you start out first uh well first of all i i Thanks for having me on. Congratulations to you and your family for your son uh, getting married there, Jeff. That's pretty awesome. And I hope I didn't step on your toes there, Josh. I, uh, no. <laughs> I'm glad, glad to, glad to chat, chat with both of you there. Our stuff, cincyjungle.com. Uh, so we've got all kinds of different, you know, writers there. Jason Markham, John Sheeran, Nick Manchester, uh, Patrick Judas. I do a little bit myself as well as Drew Garrison, all kinds of people kind of throwing uh, all kinds of different articles, whether it's just straight up news or opinions, analysis, any of that stuff is all on there. I also run uh, the Orange and Black Insider, which is one of the podcasts on the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network. So um, that's on YouTube. It's also on all of the major audio streamers, the Cincy Jungle channel. Go get that. And it's not just the Orange and Black Insider. You, you heard from Zim earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, Zim and Ace do Orange is, Orange is the New Black. And then we also have Chalk Talk episodes from Matt Minnick. So 
Um, a lot of good stuff. We've been doing a lot of fun stuff recently on the on the show with interviews, and we had like a fundraiser for all the guys that uh, made it into the Ring of Honor and raised yep. some money, which was cool. So, um, anyway, I appreciate you, I appreciate you, you coming on. You had a really good, cool interview with. Uh, I was listening to it last night at work for. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy guy's band, uh, but. Uh, oh yeah, Ian Ryder. Yeah. Yes, Ian Ryder. Yeah. You had you yeah, had that, and then you had late yeah. nights after yeah. dark. Orange and yeah. Black Insider yeah. Podcast. I'm like, okay. I, I got up and I'm like, on. I didn't even know you were on. I'm like, dude, you're on at like one o'clock in the morning our time or something like I know. that. I know. <laughs> I, I I just, I don't know. Yeah. Like you, I, I my personal schedule is kind of hectic. So yeah. I can where I can sometimes, but I appreciate yeah. you, you letting me come on and uh, good talking with both of you guys for sure. No problem, Anthony. Thank you, buddy. And I, as always, I appreciate it, brother. Who day? Who day? Who day? All right, Josh, tell them all about Hootay Nation and what we got going on there. I don't uh, know why I started sounding like a Southern man there, but that's the way it came out, so I'm going to keep going with it. <laughs> I don't have quite the reel of things to reel off like <laughs> Anthony did, um, but it is, a, you know, Hootay Nation. It's a public group on Facebook. Um, it's a place where, you know, with over 22,000 members, uh, we welcome all opinions, and sometimes that can be uh, some very interesting opinions. Uh, yes. Yes. You know, the internet is a crazy place. I like to tell people it's a lot bigger than uh, your own personal timeline. Uh, mm-hmm. But we have fun there. Um, I have fun coming on and talking with you, uh, talking Bengals football. It was, uh, it was a pleasant surprise getting to talk to Anthony, too. So. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get to tell you before because I wasn't sure if he was coming on. I literally yeah. I literally messaged him, like, right, like, I messaged you first, then I messaged him later on, and then I sent him the link, and I'm like, I don't know if he's coming on or not. We'll, we'll see. And all of a sudden, I see him pop up like, "Oh crap!" And I don't have his, I don't have his intro or nothing. I'm like, "Ah, yeah. screw it! I'll just put it on." <laughs> so, that was great. It worked out for that. Yeah. So my apologies for not letting you know, but I, I didn't no know worries. if he was going to come on or not. <laughs> it was fun. All right, Josh. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Who yeah, day? Having me on. Who day? All right, guys. As always, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I do. And uh, let's get to the Facebook groups other than Who Day Nation, which we all know Who Day Nation lets me live stream. But uh, like Josh says, if you have not joined Who Day Nation, make sure you check out their group. It's a great Facebook group, along with these other Bengals and Reds and Bearcats and Buckeyes groups. You got Bengals Nation, Bengals Who Day Nation, Cincinnati Bengals the Jungle, Bearcat Country, Cincinnati Reds riding third, heading for home, which, by the way, the Reds uh, game is postponed, which that was some other stuff I had I was going to get to. but. I'm already almost I'm already an hour into this thing. So the Reds game is postponed. They're gonna have a doubleheader tomorrow. As of right now, the Reds are only half a game up on the Padres. So I I don't know if the Padres are playing tonight or not. If they are, this we could be out of the playoffs for a little bit. We'll see what happens. But anyway, you can join Cincinnati Reds riding third, heading for home. You got the Ohio State Bucknuts, and then you got the Ice Bar. It's my show page. It's a virtual bar. Go there, hang out. And have some fun. Then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, the Twitter handle is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at nice Iceman90. Uh, if you've missed any of the show and you don't have time to sit there and watch us, you can listen to us. Uh, I'll be pulling the sound off and putting it on the podcast later on tonight. It is on Bean Pod, Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. Pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you uh, like, rate, and review. Give me a five-star review. Leave a comment. Tell people about the show. Download it. Uh, like I said, the podcast is blowing up. I'm getting multiple, you know, thousand downloads a day. I'm getting a ton of new subscriptions here on the YouTube channel. I am up to 1,346 subscribers. 
I appreciate, as always, every single one of you guys. Because, like I said, if it wasn't for the first person who ever subscribed to me on the YouTube channel, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. So I appreciate every single one of you guys. And I got to see, I got to cue this thing up here. You got to cue it up so it actually plays right, you know, because it's a live show. Things, things happen. But hopefully sometimes now people want to know where Jeremy is. Me and him were talking about this last night. We are not mad at each other. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy is literally working 10 to 12 hours a day at his actual job. He cannot come on the show. He would love to come on the show. Trust me, it's killing him. He's not. So me and Jeremy are not mad at each other. He will be back on when he can. Hopefully soon. As always, as my boy Jeremy Dimebag D's Nuts always says, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland, you live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Who day? And uh, I come in with, and that's just sports, baby. See ya! Who they rockin' with the diamond stripes Flossin' on the wings Cincinnati, she's our queen